and welcome to episode 6 of the Enterprising Gen Z podcast hosted by me, Sam Watson. I'd like to apologise first and foremost because I've got a really bad cold, um, so if my voice sounds weird at all, I apologise in advance. Uh, I'm doing my best. Um, on today's show, we're talking to Anna Simonowska, who's the founder of Fighter Shots, which is an 100% natural ginger superfood shot that boosts your immune system, helps with indigestion, and helps your skin naturally glow, um, and so much more. It's committed to sustainability, which is something I definitely get behind. Um, which is awesome. On today's show, we're talking about why Anna started Fighter Shots, how she managed to differentiate herself in such a crowded market, and her plans and forecasting for the future of her business. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hi, Sam. Very good. Thank you. All right. Amazing. So um, I think before we start, I think it'd be good for you to introduce yourself a bit more. Sure. Uh, So my name is Anna, and I founded Fighter Shots around three years ago. We do uh, health uh, shots. For now, gender-based, uh, and we have some more products in the pipeline. All will be uh, about health and well-being. So you mentioned um, kind of a bit what Fighter Shots does just then. Can you elaborate a mm-hmm. bit more about like what your product is and what it's trying to help and stuff like that? Sure. So uh, Fighter Shots are gender-based drinks. So we only use natural ingredients because we know that our customers want you know to live healthier and they want to consume products that. Um, can help them getting off coffee and like, you know, other uh, maybe energy drinks in in a natural way. So basically ginger is this wandering ingredient which uh, is spicy and, you know, gives you the kick, but like uh, doesn't really have like um, side effects. I'm interested to know because actually I know my mum is not a big fan of ginger and gingers quite sometimes can be an acquired taste. How did you kind of persuade people maybe to kind of try your drink? It is an acquired taste, but like, again, you know, in order to launch a product, you don't have to have a product that like everyone loves. It is also still not as, you know, bad as Marmite, for example. (laughs) Um, And uh, it's it's also not a bad thing, you know, to be a product that kind of, you know, polarizes people. Um, And again, the market, you know, uh, market share, you can get enough market share and the market is big enough to to sell to, um, you know, and that's why I went for it. Yeah, I've actually had, I sometimes squeeze ginger and like um, grate it in the morning. I think it's really good for you. Um, one of the things I'm interested in is how you had the idea for fighter shots. Because I think it's a great idea. I just, I'm interested to know how you, how you thought of it. So I was just thinking, you know, that like selling something and like adding margin to it always sounded like, you know, a good idea for a business. And you just need to find a product that you probably like yourself. So first, you know, it. I, I want it it to be something, you know, that I would buy myself because then you believe in it more. And I was a fan of ginger shots myself and I was buying them and I saw like my colleagues buying them. And although there were already a few brands on the market, I thought I could do it still better and obviously cheaper as well. So I found like, you know, what I, I saw the prices, I was like, I think, you know, it is quite possible to uh, to manufacture them at a scale, you know, quite reasonably. And so after, you know, doing some research and researching like, um, you know, suppliers and obviously manufacturers, I realized, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, so just economics made sense and that's why I went for it. You'd mentioned um, there being other brands out there. How did you kind of differentiate yourself from other brands? Yeah, yes. Um, so it still doesn't mean that like the product was available everywhere. So at the beginning, I wanted to sell to offices because I've, you know, researched the the industry kind of, you know, check the offices and 
when I myself, like, you know, I was working in like, you know, and a big office, we had like 500 people. And when I saw kind of, you know, what is there like in the pantry, uh, I felt, you know, um, a ginger shot would like be, you know, quite popular there. So even though like, you know, there would be some of these products in the, you know, in the supermarkets, you know, in coffee shops, that's the thing, like people actually had to kind of get out of the office to get it because they wouldn't have it in the office. So I thought I would just like start selling to offices. So that was the initial idea to kind of bring, you know, a product that is already liked and kind of is already popular to places that, you know, um, don't have them yet. So at the moment you specialize purely in ginger shots. In the future, do you see yourself moving into other types of healthy shots or do you kind of want to stay where you are in ginger? It all depends, you know, I guess on the market. So I'm trying obviously to be very flexible and I, you know, taking on like starting a business, you always have to have this, you know, in your mind that things can change. Everything changes, like literally sometimes, you know, as we know with COVID and now the war, even like daily. Right. And uh, you have to be flexible. I study business and this is something kind of, you know, that you constantly see that like, you know, trends change, markets change. And uh, we are very much open to kind of, you know, if there is next day, let's say, you know, um, a trend, you know, changes, we have to be kind of, you know, responsive to it. So for now, we see that like, you know, if anything, the, the products, you know, we are selling are being more and more popular. But if, you know, this changes, you know, we have to obviously adapt. And it is not that difficult because as a business, you know, you already kind of has such a, you know, big and, um, you know, um, I would say strong foundation. Like we already know how, you know, it sourcing works, you know, and how like logistics works. We have like a warehouse, you know, we obviously that kind of grew with us and now we kind of can scale with them. We um, have figured out so many things, you know, we figure out like, you know, the marketing and kind of, you know, lots of sales channels. So bringing a new product, you know, would not be kind of completely starting from scratch. And therefore we are also ready to do this if it's necessary. We are lucky enough that kind of, you know, it doesn't seem like the popularity of ginger would go down, but again, things change. And if tomorrow it's the case, like we're ready. <laughs> You spoke about market research earlier, and that's such an important part of any business. I've done market research. I know that before you launch any product, it's one of the most important things to do. Mm. How did you kind of approach speaking to people to see if there was a demand for your product? Mm. So you basically test and you don't know until you can assume. So obviously, first, you know, a step is kind of assumption. You do some research and you kind of see, oh, yeah, people are talking about this product. Obviously, there are similar products means like, you know, people want them. But you don't know until like you kind of try. So um, because you don't even sometimes know, is it a product that people like, you know, and maybe the brand behind, you know, they just kind of maybe don't buy even into the product, but my like the brand, right? And kind of like a bigger thing, like a feeling sometimes. A lot of brands are about like feelings as well. And you don't know this, like if you are able actually to deliver what the customer wants until you try. So we obviously like started with small batch, you know, and like, you know, had a very small factory, which was like mostly manual and, you know, produce like 5,000 units. And, you know, we're just looking like what happens, like, you know, are go people going to reorder, you know, are they going to like the product? So yes, you do some research, but then you have to quickly also like actually test it in real life. And, and you only know if it's going to work, if you have paying customers and also returning customers. I, I think this is the most important. Um, so did you receive any investment? 
avoid it. How did you go about this? Because I know that's something that lots of businesses really need investment. How, how did you manage to get investment? We have approached this um, company called Crowdcube, which is helping with uh, fundraising. Nice. So um, another thing I want to know, because obviously, like the health food faces, uh, we spoke about is super competitive. What was the biggest problem you faced? Um, I would say, you know, launching and like, especially if you're very small, it's not as difficult. I would say keeping, you know, um, keeping the business afloat, making, you know, the unit economics work and being able to scale it is really, I believe, what, you know, uh, is like the challenge. And to be honest, like we are still, I consider ourselves like, you know, still in the very, uh, you know, uh, early stages. You know, there is obviously similar companies, you know, who their sales, you know, is in tens of millions. So uh, we are not quite there yet. And this is literally the challenge. Like even if you've proven, you know, like your product is selling, but like scaling it, you know, hiring more people who, you know, are able actually to scale with you and obviously like, you know, raising more funds, you know, because like, um, yeah, we just raised once. And I believe, you know, we'd also need, you know, at some point, you know, think about like um, expanding, you know, like our sales so raising more money um so yeah these are kind of all challenges it's not just one it's a constant i think you know like constant milestones you need to hit This episode of the Enterprising Gen Z podcast is kindly sponsored by Gen Z Talks. Gen Z Talks is a company which brings together talented young people and experienced professionals to bring innovation to the world of work. I featured on one of their panels recently in Hyde Park, which was great fun, and I love what they're doing. They also host events like talks and networking events where young people can make meaningful connections to help them in their career and get advice and information on employment and the workplace. Gen Z Talks have had 50 speakers in 25 different countries and are putting on events this year in central London to help young people with regards to their career. Is. This is something I'm super invested in and I really love what they're doing. If you want to find out more, please head over to www.genztalks.co or check out the link in the description. Let's get back to the show. Another thing, um, we, we spoke about this off air actually about choosing a co-founder and you said for like the, for any business, it's so important you choose the right person. Mm. I just want you to expand on how you think you choose a good co-founder and what traits a good co-founder has. Yeah. Uh, in our case, it was the co-founder that found us. So basically, I did not need to, because I wasn't even ready at the beginning. I was like, there is still a lot of things I can do on my own. And I always say to a lot of people who are thinking about starting a business, it's not too bad to start on your own, because then it means like you can dictate a lot of kind of, you know, things and you can give the business a um direction but as you scale and obviously like you know as you want to like try more things and you are not capable of doing everything on your own it is good you know to kind of bring someone else on board and in our case it was my co-founder who was just like she wanted also like you know to work in a startup but she didn't have her own idea so she was like just interviewing with different startups and like you know just um trying to understand what our business is about and when we had like initial you know uh calls and like she started like adding a lot of value and kind of, you know, I thought that like she's capable of doing sales. She's capable of kind of, you know, uh, leading a whole, you know, kind of unit, I would say, of fighter shots uh, in UAE where, where she's based. Then I felt like it makes sense. So basically, yeah, it is. It, it, there is no one, I think, uh, recipe. Sometimes it is luck as well that kind of this right person, you know, comes across that like uh, buys into into the idea. 
but you definitely it's better sometimes not to have a co-founder than having a bad co-founder who obviously needs hand-holding a lot of people have co-founders who are more employees that kind of they have to be told what to do and they are not self-starters and i think this is the worst you obviously need a person who is um you know owning like uh, their piece of work would you say that it's important to have a co-founder because you see lots of businesses nowadays kind of going alone or lots of founders kind of just going for it themselves would you yeah. think it's it's really important to have a co-founder or do you think it's okay not to have one it all depends on the business and on yourself like how strong you feel there is a lot of people who are like you know i'm capable of doing it on my own and it's completely fine and i don't think it's nothing wrong with it it's just it's very obviously lonely and everyone will tell you it's so so lonely you know to kind of be on your own and kind of you know deal with all of the issues and even with like simpler businesses which i consider our business is quite simple compared to like you know um very technical and kind of you know much more complicated products uh and yet you know there will be always like you know challenges and you know even our like you know wins right and kind of successes that you just want to share with someone sometimes you just kind of also want to just brainstorm ideas with someone and you can do this with friends but they will never obviously help you in the same way so it's just i think thinking long term it just makes sense and also like you know you need a replacement so i think it makes sense why investors prefer businesses with more people because it means that you know if whatever happens to you right like you can get sick you can kind of have a burnout like you know for some time or you just want to take like a holiday there is you know some um some replacement for you and this is so important i believe so when i look at your website and over your linkedin and stuff like that i love the fighter shots branding i love the name i mean it's really i really like it um how did you come up with it and did you have any struggles in terms of branding because i know that's something that other yeah. entrepreneurs i've spoken to have had problems with uh i would say we did not put enough of like you know focus on this at the beginning and i also think you know um you shouldn't because the brand is something that evolves at the beginning you don't even know who your customers are you assume so we also assume for example like you know it will be offices right uh and just like people working in offices so kind of you know people between like 30 and maybe 45 who will be our customers and we were so wrong it turned out that actually people you know in their 50s you know um and really think much you know more about like their health and actually they're even advised by their doctors to consume you know turmeric and ginger so then we realized you know the branding you know has to be a little bit adapted right and we can't just talk for example about like you know boosting your productivity which we did at the beginning we realized it's more about like immunity and so if we invested too much into kind of, you know, this one style, I think it would just not make sense. So if anything, I believe you should be flexible, just kind of, you know, go with the product as soon as you can. And, uh, and with time you will realize, okay, this is what we need to do. But if, in, of course, like you can't change really the name, like too often there are brands who do, but we were also quite lucky that kind of our brand sticks. So kind of pop people don't have a problem to memorize it but again it's something also that kind of we were quite lucky with you can't know this sometimes you know you think a, a name is good and then like a few months later you realize no one understands it no one knows what it stands for everyone gets confused 
which is fine too. Like, to be honest, you know, I, the most important thing is like, I believe to start as soon as you can, not overthink your name because it's not the name in the end that sells, it's the product and how you sell it and where you sell it. It's so many more things, you know. Some people just say like, I just want a ginger shot, so kind of the Google ginger shot, you know. This is actually how they mostly find our product. And I don't think they really care that much about the name at the beginning. It's something maybe that hopefully sticks, but uh, it's not the only selling point. So yeah, I would not like spend too much time on this. Any name is fine to start with. And then you just need to see how it sells. What is the reaction? If it's not that good, just change it. I completely agree. I think also one of the interesting things you were talking about is like your value proposition is changing about like health, boosting productivity and then immunity. I agree. Like I've been on sales calls and then the company I work for, um, I actually, I've kind of had to alter or change the value proposition depending on what customer it is because yeah. different people want different things. So for example, if we're targeting, targeting teenagers, do they really care about something that uh, when we're doing B2B sales, the, the business will care about probably not so i think again like adapting those those value propositions is important also you're speaking about selling to offices and selling to businesses and stuff like that um b2b sales is something that I, I have to do quite a bit of and i really struggle with it i really struggle with getting that in into the business in the first place i was just wondering if you had any general feedback on or advice on how to succeed in b2b sales it's not like we, you know, are selling again in tens of millions to kind of have, you know, the ultimate advice, but it's where we are getting and what is obviously our our aim. So B2B sales is a little bit longer and obviously you have to be a little bit more patient. Uh, sometimes even if someone likes your product, you know, there is like lots of admin behind and you have to like fill in, you know, lots of documents. But as always, you know, I believe it's the relationship and, you know, persistence. And um, yeah, it's also like, I believe, you know, an area where you have to invest in, in good salespeople who kind of would do it. Because even if you're a good salesperson, you know, like as a founder, you would just not have the time to kind of constantly, you know, entertain these relationships. So yeah, you have to have probably salespeople that kind of are good about this. But yeah, there is no kind of shortcut. You just need to be persistent and and wait because it will take time totally we were talking off air about kind of your um sales channels mm -hmm. so you sell in offices you sell to distributors and you also sell online mm -hmm. um and and as a company wing the company i work for we also sell online as well mm -hmm. um and i think sometimes it can be quite difficult i was just wondering how you how you found selling online and if you had any struggles and how you kind of got people got attraction to your website yeah so it is very easy to really start kind of, you know, a website like most of the businesses in e-commerce would use Shopify, which obviously, you know, is literally you can set it up in a few hours um, and then getting yeah, traction to it is, is yet yeah, a whole new, I would say, science where you have to obviously like try all the PR, you know, stuff and like make sure that kind of, you know, uh, so you can, it's just like, you, you know, you can like just follow uh, there is so much advice and I believe like, you know, you have tested all and kind of see what works for you because for every cut, like every product would have different types of customers. Right. And so they might look for your website somewhere else. So depending on it, like, you know, maybe you need to like write blogs, right. That people would enjoy, or maybe you need to kind of, you know, be mentioned in this type of, uh, news, you know, uh, newspaper. 
uh, because this is where your audience is. So I believe you have to test all of this and then you can see like what sticks. For us, Facebook ads work quite well just because as I mentioned, you know, our um, we have like a huge customer base, which is like 50 plus and these customers tend to use Facebook. So for that reason, like, you know, Facebook ads do work for us, but I, you know, it will, it, they will not for each uh, business. So depending on really the product, you have all of the, you know, channels you have to test first. All right, thank you. I think my last question, which is a question, as I mentioned off air, I asked to everyone, and it's one piece of advice you could give to a young entrepreneur who's yeah. just thought of this idea, uh, where does he go next? Yeah, I always think you have to test your idea as soon as you can. So there is no point, you know, in sitting on it. You just like go and test it. And again, this one is also not my first or last idea I had in my life. I constantly like once a week have like this amazing idea. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I need to uh, to see if it works. And I literally test it, you know, like I create a small MVP. Like sometimes, you know, um, recently I had this idea of like, we should like share more um of our co-working offices and so why don't we create like you know an app like where we are just like inviting each other with between friends right so we created this like excel you know sheet to check like are people using it right like are people like um do they want it right and yeah like it's easy to to test like you know just go out there create like you know an excel sheet um, ask people, you know, to use it. And if they don't, like you have to ask yourself why, right? And if you build a fancy app, I don't think they will be more keen on using it. Um, it has to work like, you know, with the, with the minimum effort. So just go out there. And if you have like a food product, just like, you know, prepare it and like go and sell. And another thing is how you test it. It's not like you ask people, like, would you kindly like, you know, uh, you know, buy my product because if they know you, they will just buy it but you know, to make you feel happy, but like you have to go to like strangers you don't know, like put the website out there and like, you know, put a little bit money behind ads and then check, you know, if, if other people who don't know you would buy it. And most importantly, if they like buy again. So for us, you know, we are mostly ha most happy if we have recurrent customers because obviously means, you know, that people like the product. So yeah, just go and test as soon as you can. All right, Anna, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been super interesting. If anybody at home wants to go and uh, find out more about Fighter Shots or learn about Anna, I'll attach her LinkedIn in the description of the podcast. Um, and also, please check out our website. It's www.egzpod.com. Um, we've also got LinkedIn. And check out our Instagram. It's at EnterprisingGenZPod. Also, if you could leave us a review wherever you're listening from, it really helps us. It shows us that we're credible uh, and helps us grow a bigger audience. So that's fantastic if you can do that. Um, make sure to tune in next week with another fantastic episode uh, and i'll see you then thank you very much